0: Hello and welcome to the DFS Coach Talk Podcast. Today is Tuesday, February 25th, and I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am going solo today and going to go over what we're calling the Lucky 7 game slate. So let's crush this today. We we had a little hiccup yesterday, was our first loss as a group, so we own it and move on. Certainly, uh, didn't enjoy Brandon Clark getting hurt and and uh, old Giannis getting in foul trouble. But you know that's all part of the game, and we all know that, and uh, that's that's part of it as we go. But we're we're four and one so far, which is a great start for uh, DFS coach talk. And uh, I have moved to fifty four and twenty two. Uh, one on the downside there yesterday, but that's all right. Today, we come back with a vengeance. We have a really cool seven, uh, game card, and I am really looking forward to breaking this down for you guys. Um, again, we ask you to please uh, go to dfscoachtalk.com. Check out what we've got there. Look to join our, uh, community. We've got one of the best, uh, dfs communities growing that 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 are out there i know we're we're new but our growth and our listenership especially on our podcast is fantastic so we have a hell of a team and uh, we're having a lot of fun doing it so uh also you know at dfs coach talk follow us on twitter and uh you know you want to follow all of our pros also because uh, we're posting stuff throughout the day and, and uh, as everything's going on, especially up to Locke. Um, I'm at Joe Sarvati, J O E S A R V A D I. Andrew is at Language Olympic. And uh, Mike is at uh, Micah Mike Patri, M I K E A P O T R I A. And again, uh, you know, we're all jumping in there on the, the DFS Coach Talk. Uh, Twitter as well. So join us there and uh, we're going to continue to grow this sucker and get more and more input from everybody and we're excited about it. So all right without any further ado we're going to do our favorite thing initially each day which is go over uh, the player news and again you know it's a little laborious at times but it's a very very important piece of the day's news when we start looking to build some of these lineups uh, we have to know what the scenario is with people in and out restricted minutes and all that fun so here's what we have up to to the moment um, we have Terrence Ferguson for the Thunder is in Andrew Wiggins for the Warriors is in uh, Bruce Brown who's been playing some really good ball he's 50-50 questionable uh, tonight for the Pistons so that's something we want to keep an eye on uh, Lakers list Davis 75% improbable. They have every single game and he plays. So unless something downgrades for him, I would say you can almost 100% count him in. Uh Kemba Walker remains out for Boston and that's uh tonight against the, the Blazers, so that's a tough tough one for Boston. Um Denzel Valentine is doubtful. Uh he is improving, so we should see him sometime this week, but uh, 25% doubtful tag for him. Uh, Luke Cornett is out for the Bulls. Uh, their big men have all been uh, banged up pretty bad. Um, Otto Porter, doubtful for the Bulls. I very uh, It's very unlikely that he'll play. And also Wendell Carter Jr., uh, but he has been upgraded to questionable. So he's 50-50. So another very important piece of information is to follow Carter and what he's going to do. He's been out a while, so, a while, so I don't expect him, even if he does play, to get huge minutes, but it will impact uh, everybody else, especially on that front line. Patrick McCaw from Toronto is questionable. He may get some minutes from a few of the ancillary guys there. Marcus Gasol remains out for the, the, the Raptors. Uh, Victor Oladipo is questionable. That's a really good thing. It looked like he was going to be out uh, for a while, but... Uh, you know His lower back, I guess he's gotten some treatments, and it's uh, he's thinking about possibly playing tonight. So keep an eye on him. He's 50-50, uh, and that's the, the game against the Hornets. And it's an early game, so we, we should know exactly where he stands. A uh, couple of question marks that we're on the other side of the coin not probably going to know, and they're super important, are the Golden State Warriors duo of Draymond Green and Marquise Chris. They are both listed as questionable 50-50, so that puts a big concern on that game, and uh, uh, unfortunately, Jeremy Lamb is out for the season. He tore his ACL. Uh, I knew when it happened, man. I You could see it. It was sim- almost exactly the way uh, Clay Thompson did in the playoffs. He landed on one leg, and it just turned the wrong direction, and take it from somebody that's torn his ACL. I, I know what that looks like, and I know what that feels like, and that is not fun. So, all right, there we go. Uh, for right now, that's what we've got. So not too bad of player news for seven games. We had a much, much deeper uh, group of player news uh, yesterday, so this is a good thing. All right, uh, let's attack this first game. It's a 7 p.m. Eastern game. It's the only uh, early 7 o'clock game, so it is the regular lock time. Um, it is the Charlotte Hornets, Hornets at the Indiana Pacers. We've got uh, Charlotte on the first end of a back-to-back, and Indiana is not on either side of a back-to-back. We have um, <clears throat> Indiana double-digit favorite here at 10-and-a-half. And uh, super low over under, I mean super low, 210, uh, one of the lower ones you'll see. And uh, right now, Indiana's an implied total of 110 and Charlotte, 100. Um, So interesting. As far as pace, you can sort of understand why this is such a low number. We have Charlotte dead last, slowest pace team in the league. And Indiana, 24th. So they're not fantastic either as far as pushing the ball. Um, Charlotte is 24th in defense. So that gives, you know, some of the Indiana guys, you know, a little uh, look here. Uh, Indiana's 11th. They are pretty solid on the defensive side of the ball. So obviously, you know, this first game on the slate, you know, it's, it's certainly something to look at. Uh, I want to see the Depot. Uh, Oladipo news uh cuz that does affect some things uh the jeremy lamb news does change things a little bit for their bench guys uh a little bit more time for for guys like justin holiday and aaron holiday um but uh you know all in all you know i think the the only guy that i like on the indiana side but he is pricey but he is in my player pool as of right now and that's demonis sabonis he's just You know, I think he's one of those guys that's that's getting that all-star lift uh, from just that experience and being able to raise the level of his game. Uh, So he's the only guy I'm looking at on the Indiana side, and on the Charlotte side, I don't want I don't want anybody. So uh, you know, I get the 210 total, and I agree with it. I just don't think this is a game you want to target. You almost want to skip it all all uh, together, but. If I can fit Sabonis in a few spots, I am going to do so. Um, Second game, 7.30 p.m. game. It is the Milwaukee Bucks at the Toronto Raptors. We've got uh, Milwaukee, a one-point favorite, and they're on the second night of a back-to-back, and the game went to overtime. So they played last night. It was an overtime game. Giannis Giannis was in horrible foul trouble so he did not play uh anywhere near his allotment of minutes so i think he will be ready to go tonight um and toronto is not playing on either side of a back to back but uh, milwaukee is a one point road favorite at toronto so definitely one of the best games really of the year so far i mean this this could be the eastern uh, conference final without any question um the total in this game is 231. So that's pretty solid. Uh second highest on the board. Um considering both teams play such fantastic defense, that's an amazing number. Um Milwaukee and Pace is first and Toronto is 12th. So they're going to get up and down the floor and that, you know, leads to their implied totals being very reasonable. Milwaukee 116 and Toronto 115. Um, But, you know, here's the catcher, and I don't know how how much weight you want to put into this, but uh, I guess the the quiz question is, who are the top two defensive efficient teams in the entire NBA? And, of course, that would be Milwaukee and Toronto. So, yes, you have great players on both sides. Yes, you have a very competitive game that should go down uh, somewhat to the wire uh, based on what Vegas thinks and what the eye test would tell you. But you also have two of the better defense, well, not the two of the, they are the two best defensive teams in the league. So, you know, the the big question here is, do you go back to Giannis? Uh, Obviously, for me, I'm a little biased because I played Giannis yesterday, as did, you know, like 50% of the DFS world or 40% somewhere in there. So, you know, immediately you get burned by a guy you don't want to play him. That's usually the the game plan but uh in this scenario with the fact that he was so frustrated yesterday didn't play very many big minutes and gonna be very stoked up for this game uh I think Giannis has to be your top pay up guy I, I really do I know that that Toronto defends but you know Kawhi Leonard's not there anymore although the rest of those guys Siakam and, and the gang can really defend but uh I just think Giannis comes out, knows this game is a statement game against Toronto. Uh, He knows how frustrated and poorly he played yesterday. So I'm going to go right back to the well. I I just, I refuse to believe that Giannis uh, can lay two eggs in a row. I mean, he's uh, not only the uh, reigning MVP, but right now the leader uh, for the MVP for this year. So, You know, this is the type of game that those kind of guys usually step up. Um, I'm not going to chase the Middleton and uh, Bledsoe plays from yesterday. You know, they really were playing against a defense that's not as good as Toronto, plus they were able to absorb all that usage when Giannis was uh, picking splinters out of his butt on the bench. Uh, So, you know, I'm not going to go there. I think it's going to be honest or bust for me on the Milwaukee side. The Toronto side is really interesting. I I like Kyle Lowry quite a bit in this game. I just think that he is another one that raises up, you know, for the big games. He's playing at a high level. He plays huge minutes. Um, I like the matchup against Bledsoe. Uh, I just think Lowry's the best play on this team. Um, I certainly wouldn't blame you for Siakam. I mean, he's certainly going to want to have a great game, but he will be guarded by Giannis, and Giannis is one of the better defenders in the league, so you've got to really think that one through, Um, and also, you know, obviously Van Vliet always deserves a mention. Um, There are some secondary guys that you could look to go to here that have been playing well, but I'm going to just leave the, leave it to the big boys in this one. I think it's too big of a game, too important of a game. Too many of the key guys are going to play the majority of the minutes. And, you know, I I'm, wouldn't blame you for going to multiple spots here, um, you know, and making this uh, somewhat uh, a key game on, on the entire slate. So I know I'm going to be spending some major salary here, and I feel comfortable that it's going to be well spent. Um, all right, let's go to game three, 8 o'clock game. Oklahoma City Thunder at the Chicago Bulls. Uh, the Right now, the Thunder is a road favorite of seven points. The total is 218, 112.5 for the Thunder, 105.5 uh, for the Bulls, which is pretty bad, second lowest to Charlotte on the whole board. As far as pace, Oklahoma City is 23rd pretty slow. 15 for Chicago, middle of the pack. Uh, but defensively, these teams are pretty good. Uh, the Thunder's 10th and the Bulls are 14th. So that defensive prowess there, plus all the injuries that the Bulls have and all the questions, you know, this this game just does not look like a fantastic game. And I say that, but the last Chicago game uh, ended up being a big DFS points bonanza. So you know, the the usual suspects are here. I mean, you know, I think Chicago plays pretty good backcourt defense, so I'm not going to look at, at Paul and, uh, and Shea, but I get it. Um, Gallo has the potential to be a decent play here. You know, I think he would be the one guy from the Thunder that stands out a bit. Um, I think that he, uh, you know, he has the potential to throw a big game up on the board, especially with the front line. Of Chicago all dinged up. Uh, on the Chicago side, it's interesting. I mean, you know, Chris Paul is is a pretty good shutdown defender. Uh, Shea does a decent job, but not great, but decent. And Schroeder off the bench is is just average as well. You know, Kobe White has just blown up ever since uh, Chris Dunn went down. It's been Sadoransky and Kobe. And I tell you, you got to look at him. I mean, you know, at some point you got to buy in. I was stubborn and didn't want to believe the first game or second game. But, you know, this guy, we knew he wasn't shy at all. He likes to shoot the ball and he's been fantastic. Um, you know, the question is, who are they going to put on him? If, you know, if Sadoransky and he are in there and Paul goes on him, then I'm a little nervous. If And, you know, if it's Shea, I feel a little bit better. So, That may switch and turn. You know, Schroeder will probably guard up a little bit too when he comes in. But, you know, Kobe's on my radar. I think he deserves to be on the radar. And uh, he's been playing like a guy that uh, definitely, uh, you know, could be rostered, especially in a GPP. As far as the bigs go for Chicago, you know, you have some questionable tags there. You know, Carter, we gotta need to follow that very closely. You know, they've been giving Felicio some time. Gafford's getting some time. Um, You know, I just, I'm not crazy about uh, any of them. Thad Young's probably the best option if you had to go somewhere there. Uh, But I'm I'm not going to, this game is not going to be a key game for me whatsoever. I mean, we have a couple, uh, two, three games that are just super stackable, like the Milwaukee-Toronto game one. Uh, but there's also games that just look very like duds to me. You know, Charlotte, Indiana, this game, and, uh, you know, a few more down the, uh, the line here. But I would say, you know, avoid this game as much as possible. Try to pluck out one or two guys that could step it up, uh, maybe a, a Kobe or, or or Young. So, okay, game four. We are rolling right along. You know, I don't have Andrew or Mike slowing me down with all that senseless chatter. No, I'm kidding, guys. I love you guys. Uh, so we're rolling. We're rolling through today. Um, no playing around. We're going to go right to the 9 o'clock game. So we have four, four games, nine and earlier, and then we have three late-night games. So it's going to be fun, full night of basketball for sure. Uh, the 9 o'clock game is the Detroit Pistons at the Denver Nuggets. This is the biggest spread on the board. Denver, a big fat 12.5 point favorite. Uh, you know, this is only a 215 total, so it's second lowest on the board, even though we have the largest favorite. That generally smells a little bit like blowout potential, big time. Um, the implied totals are Denver 113.5 and Detroit 101. Um, as far as pace goes, this is this is why this is the second or I'm sorry, third stinker game out of four, if you ask me. Uh the last three are definitely better. But it's twenty seventh in pace for Detroit, Denver's second slowest team in the league. So you've got three of the uh two of the four slowest teams in basketball. And then defensively Detroit's twenty second. Nothing to write home about. And Denver is ninth, so not bad at all. Uh tough game to figure, you know, I mean it's in Denver, so you've got the elevation issue for Detroit. Uh, you've got them trying to sort of figure out who's in their rotation and who's playing the big minutes. Um, they don't really have a true center, if you will, right now. I mean, I guess that, you know, you have to consider the Joker just because of the front line of Detroit. Uh, but, you know, you've got blowout concerns there as well. Um neither one of these teams is on any kind of a back-to-back either way uh so you know my concern here is if you if you do spend up on the joker and he happened and this game happens to to blow out uh there's no way that he's going to get additional minutes um malone is not the kind of coach that plays his guys a bunch of extra minutes in a blowout in fact he He tries to balance that out as much as possible. Um, You know, the Detroit side, I guess Christian Wood deserves mention because he's been very steady uh, since everything has shifted. Uh, Brown's been terrific too, but he's 50-50 right now, questionable. So we need to keep an eye on that. Uh, Derek Rose has been sort of disappeared. Uh, He looked like he was playing great ball before the break, I think the fact that he was expecting to get traded uh, and get on a contending team, and the fact now that he's stuck in this total rebuild situation at his point in his career in Detroit, I've got a feeling he's not quite uh, too pumped up about that. Um, I think he's a fine option here, because, you know, especially if Brown doesn't play, but I, you know, I need to see it with my eyes that the guy's playing hard. And right now, I think. He's just playing in spurts. So I don't quite trust him at at uh the price tag that he is, which is still reasonable but not quite to the level that he's playing. Plus they're they're playing a mixture of all kinds of guys back you know, back there with Svee and, and Snell and Galloway. You know, it's just sort of a mess in Detroit, without question. Um I'm not interested in Maker or, or any of those other guys, so you know, I I really do think this game has blowout potential, um, you know, and I I'm not going to pay the price they're asking now for Christian Wood. So all in all, I pretty much just talked my through, self through, uh, playing anybody from Detroit and probably not playing anybody from Denver. Maybe uh, the Joker if if I see any news that breaks on Giannis or LeBron or Davis or something. The Joker is in the player pool. Um, You know, as far as other guys from Denver, Will Barton is back. He's not a bad option, but he hasn't been 100% healthy. Uh, Jamal Murray, certainly an option. Um, I like Murray a little bit more for sure if Brown is out because Brown is a very good defender. And if he's out, uh, that's going to open up the floodgates for uh, Murray. So that'll be one of those, you know, Brown's in, I play. Uh, I don't play Murray, Brown's out, I play Murray. Um, and other than that, I, I really don't want to mess with this game. So I'm going to have like three guys on my team going into the late game. So uh, if you're following me at DFS Coach Talk or you're in our awesome uh, Discord with our lineups, Don't panic if we only have, like, three guys through the first four games. uh, You know, let all those people chew up all their minutes with some of these bad players, and then we'll make a monster run uh, in these last three late games. They're they're better games. Their totals are better. Other than the Milwaukee-Toronto game, which is awesome, these three games are markedly better than the other three games that we talked about, charlotte indiana OKC Chicago and Detroit Denver so don't get too anxious you don't have to fill up your roster by any time constraints here so um, especially uh, that doubles for the sites where you can late swap like uh, DraftKings and Yahoo so uh, don't be afraid to stack these late games and that one in case there's any news Uh, but I still think you can stack uh, most of these guys even in uh, the no late swaps, I really do. Um, all right at the halfway point, I want to mention a, a, well, a little bit over the halfway point. I do know my math. Um, want to mention a couple things again, DFS coach talk. Uh, we're going to be uh, sending out a promotion tonight uh, that's we'll be tweeting out and i'll I'll give that a uh, little bit of a sneak preview here on the podcast today for our listeners. Uh, but we are going to uh, do a drawing this weekend uh, for. Uh, we will put out the rules to it, but you have to follow DFS coach talk and retweet and like the the tweet when we send it out. but we're going to give away five uh, weekly uh, week long memberships uh, at DFS uh, coach talk so that we get you know we can get five people that may want to look at it interested, want to try it out first so we'll we'll collect we'll set the time frame we'll collect those. Uh, and then we'll do a, just a random drawing of five. Uh, we'll tweet that out and invite them in Discord and, and uh, uh, get some new people uh, aboard to, to check out and enjoy. We're getting a nice-sized group now in the Discord. It's, it's a lot of fun to chat and follow the games and, and you know, go back and forth with ideas. And It's a very, very great uh, tool that we have, so it's fantastic. Uh, also, you know, you can hear us seven days a week. We're free content. We do this uh, generally. It's me and Mike, or, or me and Andrew. Um, occasionally, I'll do a, a solo like this, but mostly you're going to get me as the DFS Pro, uh, Cash Pro, and Michael and Andrew are the GPP Pros. So uh, they will be posting. Uh, actually, uh, Michael will be posting his. Uh, two gpp lines in our discord 30 minutes before lock tonight as i will be doing uh with my two cash lineups but you can hear us uh seven days a week everywhere podcasts can be found Uh, we are on itunes google play stitcher podbean iheart spotify and youtube Uh, all we ask every day is you take 15 to 30 seconds rate review subscribe that means a lot to us we really really appreciate that Give us a thumbs up. Click that little alarm bell on YouTube uh, so that it shoots you a reminder every time one of our new uh, pods posts. Uh, you know, the five stars on iTunes is massive because it gets us up the list of searches. So uh, we, we really appreciate that. And uh, just, you know, if you have time on any of the, the forms to to give a little positive review, that means a lot to us as well. We also are going to randomly choose, we're going to do this once a month, we're going to announce this today as well. Anybody that shoots us a positive review, uh, we are going to do a drawing uh, each Sunday show when we're doing the podcast, uh, and it's going to be for one month membership free uh, for our All-NBA Access Pass, so that's sort of cool um so if you have a chance even if it's just a couple of words love the podcast keep it up anything like that uh we love it and you'll be in that drawing uh it's surprising how many people don't really take the time to to leave a lot of uh reviews so you know you may have a a one in eight or one in 12 chance to to win a month uh membership so that will be fantastic as well so um we appreciate that. We, we really want you to get involved with us. And we love the fact that we feel like we bring the best DFS uh, coverage on a daily basis from a content standpoint that's free above the paywall. And we're going to do that, as, as we always let everybody know. We're, we're not just in and out and doing 100 sports and not focusing. You know, basketball is our lifeblood. And as you can tell by the intro and outro music, uh, we, we are really uh, basketball is is our main sport and always will be. Uh, we are going to, you know add some things as we go, but this is where the the you know the, the roots of the show are always going to be. And we will follow all of the, the regular season, all of the postseason will be supplying lines and being involved all the way through every time you can play DFS basketball we're going to be there. We're going to be there through the NBA Summer League, which I made good money at last year. I'll actually be there in Vegas, which is frustrating because you can't put a DFS lineup when you're in Nevada. But uh, I always have one of our uh, buddy, my buddies, Mike or, or Andrew, put them in for me. Uh, but we'll also follow the Olympics. That's going to be fantastic. Uh, we had a blast with it last year in FIBA. We did pretty darn good. And we, you know, we have a lot of listeners that that joined in because of FIBA, especially Australia. We've got, I think we have three actual members uh, already to DFS Coach Talk that are actually in Australia uh, because they're able to play uh, DraftKings over there. So pretty cool. So we'll follow through all through the Olympics. I did have a a large uh, uh, following uh, from, what was it, the Ukraine? I think I took a beating on uh, who their coach was or something, and and that was so funny. But anyway, we'll we'll have a blast with that through the Olympics. We'll do all of preseason, then all of regular season again. So almost eleven months out of twelve, you can play some type of of NBA DFS. Uh, it, it's amazing. Who would ever think it would uh, you know be that much year round? So, but especially with the Olympics this year, that really stretches the the whole summer out. So. Good stuff. And remember, we have a three-step process we recommend. Listen to the podcast every day. It'll be out early afternoon. Uh, then follow up with uh, following us on Twitter. Uh, you, you, I gave out all our, our uh, names there early. Follow us at DFS Coach Talk there on Twitter. See the information throughout the day. Watch the news that breaks. And then buckle in the third step, that last 30 minutes in front of your computer, laptop, phone, uh, don't drive and try to do it. I actually did that once and I was very ashamed of myself. So, you never do that when you're driving. I pulled over, uh, now I pull over, go to Starbucks if I have to to finish up the lineups. And uh, that last 30 minutes is important because we get the lineups for the early games released by the NBA. We get any final news of scratches. And inevitably, uh, very often, something shifts that last 30 minutes that can change the whole slate. So, we ask you to definitely jump in there with us. All right, the last three games on the board all happen to be late night games. Ten o'clock, New Orleans at the Los Angeles Lakers. First game uh, for the Lakers since the Kobe uh, with Kobe's memorial yesterday. Uh, very emotional. That was very very well done and very very emotional. So hope you hopefully you guys caught that. It was it was something else. Um, the Lakers are a seven-point favorite, 239 and a half. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. They are the highest total on the board. Lakers with a gigundous 123 and a half uh, implied total, which is big. Uh, the Pelicans 116, very respectable. Uh, and as far as pace, Uh, boss i'm sorry uh, new orleans is uh third and the lakers are 13th so pace up game for the lakers just what they need to pile on the numbers uh and defensive efficiency new orleans is 21st lakers are third so they do defend well so we get the big zion against davis lebron uh, and ingram this this is going to be a very highly watched game um you know, TV game and everybody's going to be fired up for this. Um, you know, look at let's look at it this way: Are the, is are, can the Pelicans keep this game close? Uh, Lakers haven't played great. Pelicans have certainly played better. Uh, I think this can be a competitive game, and if it's going to be a competitive game, it's got uh, the highest total by eight and a half over any other uh, game on the board you have to look at some of the main players here. And again, I I haven't rostered too many folks up to this point at least in in my initial builds. So this is going to be my first game where I spend some real big bucks and stack some folks up. Um I'm not going to play Zion. I'm going to I'm going to fade Zion cuz I respect the interior defense of the Lakers too much. Uh Davis and then the combo of McGee and Howard, they protect the heck out of the rim. I think Zion's going to have a little bit of a test here. Um, I like uh, Brandon Ingram. It's against his old Lakers team playing in L.A. He still wants to be the alpha dog there, I think, along with Zion. And so I love I love Ingram tonight. I, I think he steps up and plays great. Uh, I think he's going to have a good game and I think that he'll his usage will be up. I think Drew Holiday is also a nice play. He's a veteran of this team and holds them together. Um and then you've got the Lonzo Ball, obviously, you know, Lakers revenge tactics here as well. As long as and John uh Josh Hart too. So, you know, you got that pool of Lakers dudes that came over in the Davis trade and uh I think they're all in play. I think they're very much in play. Um, on the Lakers side I'm I'm co uh LeBron all the way I almost said Kobe good god. Uh Le- I'm LeBron all the way here I think that uh he's the best play on the on the slate for me. Um I I think he's just a, a lock and load. I just think that he steps up. The pace is great. Uh, I don't respect the defense that much on the other side for who's going to be guarding him. I think he does whatever he wants to do here. And if this game stays in single digits, uh, I think he lights it up big time. Um, As far as Anthony Davis goes, I like him. Uh, But I don't like him as much as LeBron. I think he's going to get a lot of ownership. Yes, it's against his old Pelicans team. But that's sort of getting a little old now uh, from his side, I think. And, you know, the Pelicans don't have a great interior defense. They're a little undersized there with, you know, Favors and Zion and such. And, you know, Jackson Hayes isn't going to get it done in there. Uh, uh, Melly when he plays, is just a horrific defender. So, you know, I have no problem if you want to not play on us early and stack both Lakers' bigs here. I mean, you could put, you know, 75% of your salary spent in this game, and I would not think you were doing it wrong because – this game should be up and down. I think Ingram will be involved with a lot of that, and I think LeBron and AD will be involved in a lot of that. A couple of the other guys you could add in here that could uh, you know, get enough run to to really make a dent from the Lakers side, uh I would say I'm not I don't trust the the McGee Howard thing anymore. I've been burned on that a few times. It's just not consistent enough, but uh Kuzma, this is the kind of game Kuzma gets in and can put up some numbers against the second unit from the Pelicans. So I think he also uh, deserves a look. So that is going to be more than likely my highest owned game of the night. And I think it has uh, not just because it's the Vegas total, but because I think it has just a lot of upside there big time. So there we go. We should dive into the race uh, with that game at 10.00. Uh, let's go to game six. It's also a 10 o'clock game. Interesting. It's Boston and Portland. You have Boston on the first night of a back-to-back, so that is a bit of a concern. Uh, they may not want to overextend some guys. Uh, Coach Stevens is generally pretty cautious uh, with that on back-to-backs. I mean, he plays guys as minutes, but he's not going to, you know, I don't see anybody rolling out there for 41 minutes, even with Kemba being out. So, you know, there's a a boatload of Boston plays. I guarantee you, you're going to get a lot of ownership. Tatum is going to be very highly owned, and he deserves to be. I think you also have to really look at uh, Gordon Hayward, and you have to look at uh, Jalen Brown. Those two guys also deserve to be owned. Um, I was all over Gordon Hayward the last time, last game, because I know everybody, when Kemba's out, they want to play Wanamaker, especially want to play Marcus Smart, or they want to go to Jason Tatum. But I'm telling you, I've watched at least two or three games this year, pretty uh, much of the game where Walker was out, and Gordon Hayward plays point forward a lot of the game. So he's got his hands on the ball He's getting it done from a lot of different uh, categories. Portland is not a good defensive team at all. Um, And so I think, you know, if you don't stack a couple of Celtics here, then that could be a mistake. I mean, I'm going probably a duo of like Hayward and um, Jalen Brown. Uh, Tatum is a little expensive because I want to spend a lot in that Lakers game. So you got to balance out a little bit of who you play. If you want to go to Tatum there also, uh, you know, I wouldn't blame you a bit. But that's the main group that I'd play. I know Tice went absolutely nuts the last game, but I don't expect that at all uh, against Whiteside. So uh, I think you go with that core three there. And, you know, for the some of the uh sites where you can really stack up guys uh you know in, in position isn't as big of a difference and the salary's a little different. You may even want to play three because Portland does not defend. Um you know that 223 total um and one fifteen implied is 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 pretty uh pretty solid. Um I don't remember if I went over the, the so I'm gonna mention them again. Boston pays sixteen, Portland eleven. Boston's fourth defensively, but Portland is a paltry 26th. Therefore, you know, the Boston side. Then on the Portland side, to me, it's simple. I mean, let's face it. When Dame's out, it's very hard not to to roster CJ. I mean, if they're even going to think about staying in this game, and you are going to play a couple of Boston guys, you almost have to correlate it with CJ McCollum. I mean, he went completely nuts the last game. I don't think he'll do that against Marcus Smart and some of the Celtics, but man, it's hard not to play him. It really is. You know, the only other theory you can go with here is Boston may blow them out. And if you really believe that, then maybe only one Boston guy and then just leave the Portland side alone and save the money for these other big games. Um, If you want to try to correlate a little bit And you're rostering uh, possibly two Celtics. You got to come back with somebody on the Portland side. If it's not C.J., Carmelo is an option, or Whiteside is an option. It's just that Whiteside has become so expensive. uh, You know, it makes it tough. But that's really the only way I see that game. I think that uh, it is a key game in the slate as well. All right, last game, late night sweat. It does start 30 minutes later than any other game, so that qualifies it is the hammer sweat game of the night. Sacramento Kings at the Golden State Warriors. It is Sacramento a six and a half point road favorite. Not words that I thought I would say all in the same sentence, Uh, but it is true. The over under two, two, two and a half. So two, twenty two and a half implied one fourteen and a half for Sacramento and one oh eight for Golden State. As far as pace goes, Sacramento, Paltry 25th, Golden State almost right in the middle of the pack at 14. Sacramento, 19th on defense, and Golden State 25th on defense. So certainly a reason here and there that you want to play some of these guys based on the poor defense on both sides. Uh and there's just there's there's a plethora of guys that you could play here. Um you know, you can pick and choose. I mean, there's a lot of uh, possibilities. Certainly, Fox is in play, no question about it. He's he can throw up a monster game at any moment. Uh, I think you gotta consider Heald and Bogdanovich, the shooters. Um, you know, Bielitza is playable uh, in this type of situation. Uh, those are the main guys that I'd go to. But I'll tell you what, this this game is wide open. This is gonna be the game. Uh, where there's like eight playable guys. And if you can choose the right, you know, one, two, three, or four, depending on your build, uh, you know, not that it's just because it's a late game, but it's going to be a swing game uh, without question. Um, on the Golden State side, you know, I've been really on the, the you know, Poole and Damian Lee bandwagon. I think they're getting the majority of the minutes in the backcourt. Uh, the only guy really – Taking some of those minutes is Kai Bowman, but all three of them have played very well. And, you know, I don't particularly respect Sacramento's uh, backcourt defense. Um, They do play slow, though. That's the only concern. But I think those three guards in Golden State are in play. I really do. Um, And then as far as the front line with Golden State, you know, I just, I'm not comfortable uh, really with anybody. I, I went to Pascal last time 'Cause I thought he would really step up. He got in some foul trouble and just didn't play that well. I mean, they're just not a very good team. Uh Marquis Chris, uh, you know, I think he's on the, the list as well as possible uh injury possibility there. You know, he can do okay depending on the game. You know, he's somewhat hit or miss. Uh you know, I just really I would really stick mainly with uh the three guards and see where they can fit into your build and uh, and maybe finish it out with with uh, one of them but uh, that's really it that is the entire seven game slate I think it's a terrific slate I, there are tons of uh, up play up guys there's some value plays um, you know it should be a nice mixture I think I'm gonna be more on the stars and scrub side just slightly a little bit this this time around uh because of the Giannis's and LeBron's and uh Ingram's and guys like that. So I don't think that's a bad strategy because you can get the so-called scrub side of that with some really good value plays uh with some of the people that are out. But again, you know, this the key news is going to be the key news this afternoon and then up until lock you want to really, really focus on that and uh, follow that all the way through the day. And then jump on dfscoachtalk.com, join the group, and jump in Discord that last 30 minutes so we can go over everything, uh, do a little bit of brainstorming, and then put some winning lines up out there. So don't forget to uh, watch for our Twitter uh, uh tweet, I guess, as I want to say it, uh, about the the five weekly membership drawing that we're going to be doing. Uh, remember to, to, if you can, please review so that you qualify for our month uh, uh, pass that we're also going to be giving away on Sunday. So uh, we appreciate you doing those two things and follow us on Twitter, DFS uh, Coach Talk. We're at DFS Coach Talk and uh, you know we'll follow it through the day. And that is it, my friends. So I want to thank you all for joining us for the DFS Coach Talk Podcast. For my fellow NBA pros, Michael Apatria and Andrew Hansen, I am Coach. We will look to catch you again tomorrow as we crush it in NBA DFS.